Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 303. Fire. 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 Your daily dose of inspiration, encouragement, and energy from the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Prepare to ignite now. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. With John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Hey, oh, Fire Nation. Picture this, you're screening calls, closing deals, and making money, all while lounging poolside in the hot summer sun, thanks to eVoice, of course. Go to eVoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE for your free 30-day trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guests today, Jonathan Merrill and Tyler Simpson. Jonathan, Tyler, are you guys prepared to ignite? Yeah, let's do it. All right. These guys are the owners of Lobster ME. Lobster ME utilizes its main roots and relationships to provide live Maine lobster to businesses and consumers throughout the greater Baltimore, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Their fresh lobster comes from Maine and is carefully packaged and shipped for arrival the next day. Lobster ME aims to distribute Maine lobster affordably, always focusing on quality, consistency, and customer service. Giving Fire Nation just a little overview, guys, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. All right. First, uh, we want to thank you, John. We're really excited yeah. uh, to speak to Fire Nation and uh, this opportunity um, to speak to all the entrepreneurs out there. Um, I'm Jonathan Merrill. And I'm with here with uh, Tyler Simpson. We're both from Maine, uh, very proud of it. We relocated down here for different careers uh, a few years ago, and we always wanted to start our own thing. And finally, um, after probably about six months of finding the right business, we had, um, I guess you'd call it our aha moment where yeah. it was like, wait, uh, the best thing that our state has to offer other than the wonderful people, is the quality Maine Lobster, which is a, a brand known around the world. Um, so that's uh, a little bit about um, the business myself. I uh, went to the University of Maine. Go Black Bears. Uh, yep. Big fan. Um, then I worked in the sports industry for a little bit, a couple of internships, uh, one with the NBA D-League, uh, another one with an NHL team, um, was it the main to, red claws? It was actually. Oh, so nice. everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I was actually the mascot one time, but uh, nice. don't, t- don't tell anybody that. <laughs> That's a whole nother interview. Yeah. Um, and so I went on to get my master's at Georgetown to work in sports industry, um, to work in the sports industry, got my master's degree in strategic marketing um, for the sports industry, graduated. And uh, about a week later, I uh, decided that Tyler and I were going to start selling Maine lobster. So it's a typical story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We never quite find that thing right when we expect to. It usually comes out of nowhere, usually after we're already many thousands of dollars in educational debt. But Tyler, give us a little rundown about you and what's your deal? Born and raised in Maine, lived there my whole life, Uh, actually grew up on the water. So, you know, selling Maine lobsters is something my family has done for a long time. Uh, So we definitely leverage the roots and the connections that we have back there. My family are harvesters, processors, um, 
you know, dock managers, things of that sort. So I grew up right on the water, moved inland when I was about seven. So I got away from it at that point. Uh, went to school in Maine. I actually went to Thomas College, which is uh, an up-and-coming business school in Waterville, Maine. So uh, moved, moved to northern Maine. That's actually when I was introduced to Jonathan. He's a couple of years ahead of me, but I had some buddies, uh, mutual friends, and uh, we've known each other for about five years now. Both moved down to the D.C. area around the same time, stayed in contact uh, through sports and things like that. And then uh, we decided to just go into business together. So it's been a, it's been a great relationship. Great stuff, guys. We love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling for all of us Mainers and non-Mainers alike. So, Jonathan, take it away. All right. Thanks, John. Mine is by Christopher Morley, and it's pretty much there's only one success, and it's to be able to spend your life in your own way. And I'm a big quote guy. I'm a big self-help books and I love um, reading and consuming things that will um, better me or that I think will. Um, and this pretty much is the, is the best quote to wrap up everything that uh, I believe is important. Um, for me, like many entrepreneurs, I'm sure that um, work, work, work is 99% um, of their schedule yeah. and uh I try to tone that down a little bit, try to get it around probably 89, 90%. Uh, it should be less than that, but it's, you got to find that balance. Um, you know, you got to make time for family. You got to make time for yourself. Um, and so pretty much to be able to spend your life in your own way, uh, that's success to me. Um, there's definitely a lot of work involved with that too, but that's it for me. And, and Tyler's got one as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess mine's kind of along the same lines, and we didn't really talk about this before, but uh, John Wooden uh, once said it, don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. Uh, and when I heard that, it, you know, it, it's, it's so true, and John touched on it. You know, as an entrepreneur, uh, as a sales professional, you know, you're 24-7, when, whenever you're awake, you're thinking about it, you're, you're always thinking about the next business you're going to open up or the next sale that's going to come through the doors, and you know, you really need to take time to step back and, you know, put life into perspective a little bit and you know, do some things that make, you know, you know, make just make you happy as an individual as opposed to always thinking about your business and, um, you know, making money, I guess, is the best way to put it. I mean, it's great to have it, but, you know, you really, you know, family and free time and all that stuff, it, there's a value to that. And I think people, you know, I think people just need to, they just need to take that into consideration, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. What I love about when I have two guests on, especially when they're partners, is that very early on, you start to see how their values do line up. And these two quotes are perfect examples of why Jonathan and Tyler are successful partners. They're not just partners, they're successful partners because their values do line up. And you can tell that just from these two quotes. I mean, they really, they speak the same language, they hold the same values and insights and they have the same vision for what a work-life balance should be like. So guys, thanks for opening our eyes up to how a partnership should look. So guys, let's now transition into our first real topic, which is failure, which are challenges, obstacles that as entrepreneurs we face every single day. Let's take a step back here and let's start with Tyler. Tyler, share with us a story of when you failed or when you faced a major challenge or obstacle at some point in your journey How'd you overcome that and share with Fire Nation the lessons you learned? I guess it was about 
eight years ago. I was a sophomore in college, and uh, I, I'm a huge athlete, uh, big soccer player, and I was going through some stuff with my foot, uh, some pain that I was dealing with. I'd never experienced it before, so I had to go get it checked out, obviously. Uh, come to find out, I was actually diagnosed with bone cancer in 2005, late 2005. So. Wow. I spent the next 12 months battling, you know, chemotherapy and radiation therapy and all the work, surgery. And, uh, and going back to my quote a little bit, you know, just don't let making a living prevent you from making a life. Uh, you know, just cherishing life and cherishing all the, the people in it and the, pe- the support network that you have. Uh, it's just really important to me. So when I have good people in my life, you know, I try and keep them around. I try and make sure that they understand that and, that, you know, I respect every single one of them. Love that. And let's just pull out... One clear lesson, just boil that down for us, Tyler. One clear lesson that you pulled out of that really traumatizing experience that you can share with Fire Nation. You're having great people in your life all the time, making sure you're always staying connected with good people uh, because that's really what got me through it was the fact that I had such a, a great support network to lean on. You know, it, it, you know, it was my friends, my family. Uh, yeah, I would say just making sure you have great people in your life all the time because you never know what's going to happen and, you know, what, you know, at 19 years old, I had no idea I had cancer, but I did. And if I hadn't had a great support network around me, I, I don't know where I would be right now. Great takeaway. So Jonathan, same question directed to you. One of the biggest challenges in um, my life as an entrepreneur would be changing careers. If I want to, if you want to, I use that word lightly because I was just getting started on this career um, you know, I, I go to graduate school for the specific industry. Um, I put in years of, uh, not free labor, but invaluable experience, uh, um, interning many places. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, I'm selling Maine lobster, started my own business. Um, the student loan bills are coming quickly. Uh, and I got six months to get this thing, um, uh, making money. Um, and so the career path, uh, change probably was, was the biggest challenge, um, as an entrepreneur, um, convincing loved ones that it does make sense. It is going to work out. It is, I know it's a crazy idea, but, um, I'm doing this for a reason. We're doing this for a reason. And, uh, that's coming true. Guys, just having interviewed over 300 entrepreneurs in the last nine plus months, I can tell you something about that experience you're going through right now, Jonathan. It truly is a blessing and a curse. And I'll tell you why. The curse is pretty obvious. You need to pay the bills. You have these bills coming in and you're not even working in the industry that racked up those bills. So that's kind of hard to swallow. But the blessing there, I promise you that every single entrepreneur that had a major breakthrough on my show, they always point to the fact that it was their back against the wall. That survival instinct took over that made them work harder, work longer, really go out of their comfort zone, make those calls to make it happen. And otherwise, they would have just floated along in obscurity if they hadn't had their backs against the wall. So believe it or not, sometimes that back against the wall, those bills that are coming in that are haunting you, it's going to make you get up a little earlier. It's going to make you make an extra phone call that could end up being that big break. So I just want Fire Nation to realize that, hey, there's sometimes a lot of good that comes up to when our survival instincts take over. So we're going to move forward from that point, though, because you guys have really been having 
ups and downs in this journey. And I want to talk about the ups right now. I want to talk about that other end of the spectrum, the light bulb moment. I mean, you guys are from Maine. Maine is known for lobsters. There's not a movie that goes by that has a lobster in it that they don't bring the fact up that it comes from Maine. Like somehow we have a monopoly on that. And, you know, we are the way life should be. We are vacation land. We have lobsters on our license plates. That's what we are. It's basically our mascot. What I really want you guys to break off, and Jonathan, let's stick with you for this one to start. Share with us an aha moment that you had and how you turned that moment into success. It all started when we came up um, with our with our business plan and even before that, our idea uh, to distribute live Maine lobster in Washington, D.C. Um, it was, we were both, literally, I think I, we both said aha, um, <laughs> along with probably a few other words uh, that we won't mention. <laughs> But um, it's a family show, guys. Yes. Um, but we were really excited. We were, I mean, from Tyler's um, family background in the industry um, to his years of experience in business development and sales uh, to my background in marketing, uh, it all made sense to the distance between Washington, D.C., um, or better yet, Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. from Maine, and how many times in the last uh, two or three years that uh, my wife and I and or Tyler have driven back. Um, it's not anything I suggest people should do unless they're uh, maybe selling lobster because, uh, but it's the logistics behind it. It was only, you know, 10 hours away. We knew, we were familiar with with lobster since uh, we're from Maine. Many people can I'm sure you're you're a lobster expert as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, everybody will think so just because you're from Maine, anyway. <laughs> but um, no, Tyler's um, Tyler's family history, um, the fact that we are known for Maine is known for lobster. It is our mascot. Uh, it is on our license plates. Um, it's the way lobster should be, um, and that is uh, you know how we try to run the business. So was nobody doing this in the areas prior to lobster.me in this metropolitan area? People were selling lobster. I mean, we battle every day. We battle the big corporate giants. Um, You know, so yeah, people were definitely doing it. They were getting it down here. Um, But I think where John and I set ourselves apart was uh, getting just kind of that whole feet on the street mentality, putting ourselves in front of the decision makers you know, uh, because people ultimately, like John said, I, I've been doing this for five years and people will buy from you if they like you and, uh, and, and obviously if they trust you. So getting yourselves in front of the people that have the purchasing authority, you know, and then just in marketing the main fact. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of restaurants in the D.C. area, uh, Maryland, Virginia, you know, just selling them on the fact that, you know, a majority of the lobster, cold water lobster caught and sold and put on plates in this country comes from the great state of Maine, uh, and they should leverage that. So, you know, just all the intangibles that John and I bring to the table, um, you know, networking and, you know, reaching out to these chefs and general managers every day. I think that's kind of what sets us apart. But John, if I can add one more yeah, thing, please do. Um, the, there are other pe- other businesses um, pre lobster and me um, that are, selling Maine lobster, but that's not what they specialize in. Um, a lot of them would be your seafood distributors. Um, and 
Tyler and I have made a name uh, for our business by the direct model. Um, we are proud to say we're the only ones uh, in this region that distribute live Maine lobster um, direct from Maine, meaning it's not sitting anywhere when it gets down here, um, you know, a tank or what have you. Um, so there's a lot of people that are in the business of seafood, but no one's in the business of Maine lobster. We like to joke around and say, uh, we don't sell lobster. We just sell Maine lobster. Got it. Now, if it's not top secret, how do you guys transport it? Give us the life of a lobster from the waters off the coast of Maine to the metropolitan area. It's pulled from the cold waters of Maine, like Jonathan said. Everything is packed to order. So they jump on a truck in the morning. Uh, they make it down to Boston, where they then change hands. Uh, we get them down into Maryland. Uh, we pick everything up the following morning. And we make all our deliveries ourselves. Uh, so within the span of about 20, you know, 16 to 20 hours, uh, the lobster is being pulled from the cold waters of Maine, and they're s- sitting on the doorsteps of you know these great restaurants down here in the DMV. Wow. I mean, uh, that is modern logistics at its finest right there. I love hearing that stuff. And now, I don't know if this is going to start like a Hatfield and McCoy discussion, like two battling families, or, or maybe you guys are friends and you're happy for their success. But, you know, I've had Barbara Corcoran on the show, and she talks very highly of Cousins Maine Lobster, one of her Shark Tank investments that's out in California, actually just a little ways up the coast from me here in San Diego, who are doing their thing, having Maine Lobster shipped out to them. How is your operation different? How is it similar? Or do you even know what's going on with those guys? I haven't heard of them. Have you, Tyler? Um, no, I can't say that I've heard of them. You guys uh, should check them out. Could be some good research for the company. I think they have a little different tact. You know, they were basically out in the California area and they realized, hey, there's obviously a huge disconnect between the West Coast and the East Coast and food trucks are huge out here. Nobody was selling a great lobster sandwich. And so they decided to make it happen. They have also probably similar to Tyler. They have family in the industry right in Portland, Maine, where they actually do have have the all the facilities to make things happen. They overnight, obviously, it's a lot higher cost to get it out to California overnighting via a plane than it is for you guys down in D.C. So, you know, there's profit margin lost there, but then they're getting this lobster and they're making some great lobster sandwiches and selling them out of a food truck. And apparently they're starting to franchise now. So even these crazy Californians out here who I only thought ate avocado before I moved, they, yeah. they actually like it's lobster avocado as well. Season, it? <laughs> it's always avocado season, baby. Uh, one more. Uh, there is a good, uh, you're talking about just Maine lobster and success stories. Um, locally, there's uh, Luke's Lobster, which I believe he's from Southern Maine. Um, they do a great job. I've had their lobster roll before, um, and I believe they're set up throughout the Northeast in a couple of different spots, New York, and they got a few around D.C., um, but they do it right, and it seems like he's doing the same kind of thing as um, Cousins, but we like anything – as long as they're not distributing lobster, I guess, anything for the brand we like. Um, I guess it's, you can re- relate it to like Coke. Um, they don't, Coke doesn't want people, uh, they want people not drinking Pepsi, but then again, they don't want people uh, not drinking soda. Um, so anything good for the brand, we want people eating Maine lobster, uh, as many people as possible. Sounds like a very smart move for me. So listen, guys, let's move into the present time right now. Let's talk about one or two things that's just really exciting you about your business right now. We're in the height of our 
our biggest season. Right now, there's a lot of um, lobster coming out of Maine. We just celebrated a year. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, last week, we're ready for year two, um, building our catalog of business. Um, we got some consumer cons- targeting consumers. Uh, we got a couple of big things coming up in the near future. Uh, thus far, we've been just B2B. But I'm excited about year two, all the challenges, um, and um, building the brand that is Lobster and Me. Tyler? Yeah, I think just to uh, piggyback on that a little bit, um, you know, year two, uh, I think, is uh, all the relationships that we've developed in year one are going to carry over into year two, uh, the business cards that we have. I mean, we make calls every day. So, you know, I'm excited about the prospects for restaurants down in the uh, D.C. area. Moving into into year two and starting to target more of the consumers are actually launching an e-commerce page. Oh, wow. Uh, We're still, uh, I would say, a week or two away from, you know, finalizing, you know, all the copyright and all that good stuff. So uh, it's going to be up on the website shortly. Uh, there'll be a button on the top for consumers to purchase, but uh, that's something that'll be rolled out here, hopefully before the end of the month. Wow, guys. Well, love where you're at right now. And share with Fire Nation just maybe one thing that you really have a vision for the future. Where would you like to see Lobster ME moving towards? Our biggest move um, that we're hoping can be in the next um, 12 months is to establish ourselves um, in Maine. Right now, we utilize um, a couple of different sources, um, but we want to set up um, a physical location where we, I guess it's vertical integration, I guess um, it's called. Yep. Um, where we, instead of, um, you know, buying off the dock, um, you know, we are. We are grading our own lobster. Uh, we are packaging our own lobster so we don't have to partner um, with anybody else. Full integration. Love that vision, guys. That's just going to make everything so much more efficient, increase all profit margins, and put you in control, which is where you need to be. All right, Fire Nation, we're now going to take a minute to face the facts. As new and aspiring entrepreneurs, we don't have all the money in the world to spend on fancy phone systems and the like. That's why I'm excited to tell you about eVoice, a reliable voice service with all the advanced features of an expensive phone system. eVoice offers features like conference calling, high-capacity storage. They even have auto attendance. You don't have to worry about picking up the phone every single time it rings. Evoice also offers a fully hosted system so you don't have to worry about technology upgrades and network monitoring. They do it all for you. Want more? Evoice is offering a 30-day free trial right now. Experience for yourself why there's no better way to connect with people who drive your business. Go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE for your 30-day trial. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, guys. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Jonathan, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, I guess it was that career change. It was, um, you know, I was coming up on on graduation, and um, I put all this time and all this money um, to work in this specific industry, and but then I got Tyler, um, you know, holding him back, hold Tyler barking at me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just that major career change 
at right after um, putting so much time and effort into something that I'm not going to pursue. Tyler, what's the best advice you've ever received? Probably learn to play golf, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I've become a pretty good golfer over the last uh, five years since I've been a a business development and sales executive. Um, And I've I've won a lot of new business just mingling on the golf course. So uh, just, you know, perfecting my golf swing. Losing by just one shot. Great strategy. He's great at that. (laughs) Jonathan, what's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? It's all about networking. Uh, This, I guess, alludes to what Tyler just said, sort of. Um, We've had some great things come out of um, people that Tyler played golf with. You never know who it's going to be. whether it's an owner of a hotel or a restaurant um, or it's um, a consumer that has a big 4th of July party each year um, and, and gets Maine lobster and they, they need a new supplier. <laughs> you never know. So always put your name out there. Get business cards made. That would be the specific thing. If you have a brand, if you have a business, if you're selling yourself or a service, get business cards um, made. You never know the the return on that $10 from vistaprint.com. So Tyler, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? LinkedIn is probably, and I'm sure that's been used quite a bit on your station, but um, you know, just like John had said, always reaching out and connecting with people that you know because you know you never know who that next customer or who that next investor is going to be. So just always networking, asking questions, introducing yourself to people. LinkedIn is a great source for that. So Jonathan, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would that be? The book that I got my groomsmen in my wedding. Uh, it's, it's an old gem called How to Win Friends and Influence People. You got it. How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a great book. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So guys, this next question is tricky, but it's my favorite. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would find the nearest golf course and I would jump on with a threesome that I didn't know and just start introducing myself to people, um, you know, talking it up, chatting it up, seeing if I can't, you know, find business opportunities and, uh, you know, just going back to the whole networking thing, always introducing myself to people. And that's a great spot. It's just, you know, it's, uh, I find the golf course is a, is a great place uh, to interact with business professionals uh, in the DC area. So I would say find the, find the best golf course and have at it. So, Jonathan, you don't play golf. What do you do? The first thing I would do was I would wipe the sweat off my brow for all the student loan debt that was just taken care of. <laughs> That's awesome. And then um, after that, I would probably, the first thing I thought of was I would write a book. Um, something about um, identical earth or uh, not another earth because that book is already, ta- that name's already taken. Um, but the and then I'd go around and I'd sell my story. Um, I think people would latch on because I would say um, nobody knows me. You cannot <laughs> find one person that knows me. And with the the amount of 
instant access to information nowadays, people would go, you know, it would, it would challenge many people and they would do their research and they would uh, find out that no one knows me. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I could make a lot of money off. Well, Jonathan, you're in good company because Gary Vaynerchuk was on my show a few months back and his answer was almost identical except he said, I would get on YouTube, I'd make a video saying, what the heck am I doing in this world? People would love that and it would go viral. So It would. It would totally go viral. So listen, guys, you've shared a really interesting and inspiring journey that you are still on and I'm really excited to track your progress just because I love seeing the success of Mainers in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Share with Fire Nation how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Um, well, you can find us at www.lobsterme.biz. Um, also, uh, you can find us at uh, Facebook, uh, Lobster Me. Uh, we'd love to build the followers. We'd love to build the brand. Um, we we do a lot of interesting interesting things on there that you wouldn't think a lobster distributor would do. It's not. We're not always trying to sell you something but we tried to engage people with our interesting content. Um, also, be, be sure to um, check back on lobsterme.biz for our consumer page, which will be launched, um, I just heard from Tyler, August 1st. Cut off the press. Well, this is going live off the, press. the 20th of August, so you can talk as if right now. That baby is live. Otherwise, Tyler's in some hot water. Nice. Um, it's live. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> it is live. Um, yep. And it is August 21st. Jonathan, Tyler, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation knows that they can find everything that we've talked about today at entrepreneuronfire.com slash lobsterme or just go onto the eofire.com website. Click on the podcast tab. Jonathan, Tyler, they're hanging out in the archives. Guys, Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. We really appreciate it, John. Fire Nation. When I started my journey, I was alone. I had a vision and a whole lot of passion, but no one to support and help me along the way. What I needed was to join a mastermind, and that's exactly what I did. Now, I'm starting our masterminds. Fire Nation Elite. Visit FireNationElite.com to fill out your application and schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. Last reminder for the episode, go to evoice.com, enter the promo code FIRE. You will not regret it. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.